Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, today we have on the pod a gorgeous woman, Becca Gillen. She is a health and a behavior coach, CBT nutritionist. She just like keeps it real. And I've loved following her, her journey on Instagram. She's so relatable. She's so gorgeous. And she just says it as it is. And when I actually have been following her journey, I was like, I need to get her on the pod. So today we talk about all her many careers, how she got to where she is now, finding her own purpose along with having fun along the way and not being afraid to try new things and step outside her comfort zone. So stay tuned for the next episode. Well, welcome to the pod, Miss Becca Gill, and thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted and I'm excited. Oh, yeah. No, I was only saying to Becca off air here, I was like, I was dying to get her on because I just think you're so real. Like, even just chatting to you, I feel like I know you just through your grid. I'm like, by the way, girl, she's a banging body, first of all. She's so in tune. She's a coach. She's very real. If you don't follow her, follow her. But we're just going to get into it, like your backstory, because you were mentioning that you were a nurse and then you went into coaching. Because I'd love to know your story, how you journeyed into, like, you're currently living in Bali now. You're a coach. And I love hearing people's backstory on where you, like, your journey on how you got to where you are now. Mm. oh my god it's got so many different um yeah. we've uh, got all day it's okay yeah, <laughs> so many different um milestones ups mm. and downs like I like n- nursing was like let's say my pat my last career mm. before I started doing coaching but before that I actually did a degree in UL in music technology oh, wow. um so that went I, I must have been 17 when I went to UL so if I put everything on a CV, everyone would be like, what <laughs> the hell is, like, what's your one at? So I probably started off working, and um, my dad used to have clubs and bars in Galway. Okay. So I was always into music and, let's say, socialising and the event scene from when I was younger, because I used to work in there. Um, And I used to manage, Um, I used to do event management in mm clubs in Ennis it wasn't my it wasn't my club or like my dad's club mm-hmm. but I just loved like working with people and like just meeting people and having the crack and listening to music and dancing of course like I'm only figuring out now that like that's a form of therapy for me but I didn't oh, know at the time. I'm like, seeing the that as well like, we're young like, we're fun the rave is real yeah yeah so <laughs> the rave um, is real. I've always I actually used to dance I think I started dancing with um don't know if you remember now it's be definitely be showing our age a Sidona Roadshow do you ever remember the Sidona Roadshow no. they used to have um discos all around um in fairness now I never did were they like age. talent shows no they it discos was, as well it was a disco where okay. they would have like podium dancers this big stage opening mm-hmm. like I was one of the dancers in the floor this sounds food. like amnesia on wheels <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was but like way like just way more folk vibes yeah so we used to do I don't know how did I get into that one of my friend's sister uh used to be a dancer and then she used to do the rehearsals and teach mm. the dancers and me and all of my friends joined like you had to be like good at dancing you had to be into music you had to be into mm. like dressing up in because there was theme nights so there might yeah, be like yeah. um oh there might there was like a Rio night where you'd have the big head oh, thing wow like the bra and the skirt and like the tassels and all that. Then there'd be another kind of raver night where you'd have the fluffy boots, the fluffy bra, like different theme nights. But we had to 
do rehearsals every Sunday, learn the dances, like everyone had like, like there was a big opening. So that was kind of my introduction. That was probably my first job mm. doing that. And then mm. I started working in nightclubs. And then when it started, when I finished my leaving cert, I had no interest in going to college whatsoever. And I'm the eldest of seven. So my parents were very much like, you're fucking going to college and I was like I'm 17 I'm living my life dancing with my friends I used to get 250 euro an hour dressed up with my friends on a Saturday night like that's like that's like OnlyFans now yeah I was delighted I was like sure this is the best crack and obviously I got my own car and stuff like that sure we used to drive up do the the gig in the nightclubs and then stay over and then go drinking Mm. after just like how am I how am I getting paid for this yeah but anyway I couldn't I ended up putting down music uh the only course that I would half want to do which was music technology in Limerick it was a new course I couldn't ask have asked anyone about it Mm. I just put it I didn't put down anything else Mm -hmm. and I was like hopefully I won't get it um and I just wanted to like I just didn't want to go and do school anymore I studied I hated school I got in a lot of trouble in school I was in more than one school like I'm naturally very rebellious and mm. got in a lot of trouble in my teens like a lot and I just I just hated school so much that I wanted to make sure that I didn't have to repeat yeah. and I also went school that didn't have um transition year like I literally just wanted to get out of there as soon as possible I've had great friends and we've hilarious mm. memories, but I just hated the control of school mm. I was mm. we weren't allowed out for lunch we mm. weren't in a mixed school I just Same. was like oh I got all against- girls yeah yeah I was like this goes against everything like I was used to having lads as friends where there was no romantic interest it was literally just lad friends mm. um and I just felt like we were so restricted in school. I was in there from like whatever time we had to go in. I, I used to study before going into school in fifth year and my leave insert year, yeah. then go into school, then go to the library after school. And then I went to Yates study after that. Like wow, that's, that's intense. That's I just wanted to make sure that I never had to repeat, even though mm. I was naturally like quite smart, like mm book smart definitely like I could tell you exactly what page anything was on but that's the level of dedication I had to like leave inserts that I never had to go back so um and I just found everything so strict and that's why I didn't want to go to college I also obviously didn't know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life when I was 17 so because I only turned 17 the December of leave insert so like I was still 17 um, you weren't even like maturing into an adult yet. Like you were still a no, teenager. Like, no, yeah. happened like I'm still yeah. not an adult right, in my brain now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. Your age is only enough. Yeah. Like I did actually really well in my leaving cert. And then mm. I was kind of like, shit, I'm going to get that course. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I ended up going to Limerick and hated the course. But because Limerick was such a buzz, mm. I'm naturally independent I had my car I could drive up and down to Limerick I had my mates mm-hmm. I had this like piece of life where you could go out and you, you weren't going home after a night out you could go to house parties like I loved Limerick and that's what kept me there and I still had my um my dancing gigs and I actually ended up teaching salsa and hip-hop on the during the week up there so yeah. everything during college and like growing up was to do with dancing and teaching which is very like relatable to coaching and just like 
helping people but also having a bit of crack as well and being a bit lighthearted yeah. about it. Yeah. So anyways, like the main point there is that I hated, hated the course. I managed to get through it. Like I failed mm-hmm. on every year. I had to repeat. It was like almost every year. It was really, really hard, but I stayed because of the social scene yeah. and because I just loved Limerick. Did that and well, I'd say that after that degree, that's when I had like my my, my first, I would say kind of breakdown where mm-hmm. I was like cool I'm 21 I've done my first degree and um, I managed to get through it I'm living independently I've got a mm-hmm. car I've got a boyfriend obviously I'm going to get engaged like in the next three years better start thinking about a house okay what am I going to do for work mm-hmm. and then I was like I fucking hated that degree I am not doing anything to do with computer science and computer programming because like the name of the course was music technology, but that's not actually what it was. It was honestly like computer programming. It was very, 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 very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> then I kind of had this literal, I don't even know. I was like, what am I doing? I felt so bad because um, a lot of my friends repeated their leave insert, but they knew what they wanted to do. So they mm. were like competing with the goal of being like, cool, I really want to go down this route. Whereas mm. I never wanted to go to college at that time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I managed to get through it. I stayed in it because of like my 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 life rather than the course. And then I was at this point where I was like, shit, I actually hate everything to do with like that course. What am I going to do? And I was comparing myself to everyone else. I was feeling like, mm-hmm. God, I'm going to let my parents down. But also at the same time being being like, I told you so. I told you I didn't want to yeah. go to college. And like, you know, thinking where would I be now if I didn't do those four years that I hated? Because actually I stayed there for the socializing and the lifestyle and the independence rather than the actual course. Mm. I really, really, really struggled. Um, so I it's do- like you had that yearning inside you to be like, you knew it wasn't going to work out. You knew you yeah. didn't want, but you were still doing it just to make other people happy. And also I'm 17. I'm like, maybe I should just mm. go with what people are telling me. Yeah. Like I, and obviously looking back now, I'm like, oh, okay, everything happens for a reason. You learned this yeah, from it. But yeah. at the time I was like, I knew I probably should have just gone and worked and just like continued with my dance. And I probably would have figured things out along the way anyways. Mm, but mm. Um, I really, really struggled. And I was only 21 and I put a lot of pressure on myself you know, I'm. you're supposed to have, and like, if there's young people listening, like mm-hmm. I've got four brothers and two sisters and like the pressure that's put on you for your leave insert. And like, how would Where anyone- are you on the, like, are you the middle? Are you the older, the I'm youngest? The oldest. I'm the oldest. See, so, I'm the oldest too. So we put that pressure yeah. on ourselves. Yeah. We and there's even that more pressure. pressure yeah. 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 Because there I'm is. What they're yeah. going to th- what are they going to think of me now? They're going to mm-hmm. think I'm an absolute waster, which kind of was during that time. But mm-hmm. like, I still went to um my course. I still got through it, but I just really struggled with everything. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend broke up. Like, I just really struggled mm. mentally. I didn't know what to do. I think, like, I don't even know what. I don't even know what I even decided I was going to do. I just decided I needed to go back to Galway for a bit because what was I going to do staying in in Limerick? Like all of my mm. college friends were off looking for jobs in tech and Apple. And like, they knew that they enjoyed their course. And I was like, no. And I was really, really turned off mm. anything to do with even normal music, which was really disappointing because 
I love music so much, but mm. I was just so it's such an, a bad experience during that course, and I just found it so difficult. Anyway, I moved back to Galway. Then um I went back to doing the event management and the dancing and stuff like that. And then don't know what led me down this route, but I decided I was gonna do beauty therapy. <laughs> so I did beauty therapy part-time. I'd say two weeks in, I was rubbing people's faces. <laughs> I'm like, this is not motivating enough for me. Like I need like change, like even mm. with workouts, I can't run because I hate the uh, mundaneness of it. So yeah, it's just it, kind of the continuity of it. Yeah, like it's stagnant. Change. I yeah. can't be doing You love that. repetition. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. So I did, I did it. I did the Georgina Price, like um beauty therapy course part-time. Yeah. I did I think I had an idea that I was going to start doing laser hair removal. And at the time, you couldn't do laser hair removal in a clinic without having done the beauty therapy course. So I was like, Grant, that will keep me going. I'll do that. I need to be working on something. Otherwise, I feel like um, lazy. If I'm not studying something or if I'm not working on something, I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm Um, so the same. But like, I think through what you're doing now, as in, I know like you're a behavioral coach as well. And we... Do you find you overanalyze yourself? Okay, so this is what's happening now. This is this, and I need to do this. I and think do, do, do. I used to. I <laughs> yeah. think I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't do anymore. I probably do it more with other people. Like if I meet yeah. someone new, what's their background? Or, you know, what, what's I just of- sense, you know, you're, and it's like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, I did that beauty therapy course. I obviously knew, you know, this is the good thing about trying different things. You know fairly soon whether it's for you or not. And I knew that first time doing that course in UL, yeah. I knew it was wrong. I knew it was too difficult for me. I knew it wasn't for me, but I stuck with it because I was trying to please other people and I didn't really know what else to do. So I stuck with it. Whereas the okay. second time doing the beauty therapy course, I was like, right, this isn't, you know, that many weeks. I don't know how mm. many weeks it was. It wasn't that long. I was like, I'll finish it. Like, let me just do it and maybe it'll come in handy. But I knew again, it wasn't for me. So I kind of, I don't know how long it was. I was probably a year, 18 months, kind of just being like, Jesus, I'm really unhappy. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I know I'm smart. I know like I'm a good person. I just have no direction. Like the direction that I took and the guidance that I took wasn't right. I just followed it because mm. back then, like you don't really have any intuition. How old were you back at that time? Well, I finished UL when I was 21. <clears throat> so I must have been like 22, I guess. That's very mature to actually understand your thought process. Do you know that way to be like, oh, that's not what I want. That's not when I go. Because some people just do it. They yeah. put up and shut up. Where you kind of were like, no, this isn't for me. There's something inside me. Yeah, I guess I did do that at the start in UL. But then I just mm. knew, like, okay, you're supposed to come out of this being like, yes, this is for me. Can't wait to like climb the mm. career ladder. Um, I feel really happy. I'm, you know, this feels good. And it was the opposite of that. So I knew it wasn't mm. right. Um, And so I can't really remember like the, the timing of all of this but at some point then I just was like not really getting anywhere I was working away but I wasn't happy and like Galway was never going to be for me ever and like I love Galway and I love going back there and I love visiting there but it was never for me and that was another Mm -hmm. thing when I got that course in Limerick I was like yes this is my ticket out of Galway just Mm. I don't know what it is I just 
I love Galway so much. Can't speak bad about the place, but I just couldn't live there. So you have that yearning inside you, like it's like your soul purpose. You know, you're like, okay, I was here. I done my bit. It's just I'm yeah. not connected to it the way I'm supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, and I've been working in Galway for so many years, like you know, in in the clubs and with um the event management company and all mm-hmm. that. And I was like, is, is this it? Like, is this it? Do I just live in town? Mm-hmm. I live above the nightclub. I'll just mm-hmm. come down from my apartment. Like, I'll go into work. I'll do my job. But I was like, no, don't. There has to be. There has to be more mm. to life. It's like because even if even if I was even if I was really happy doing that, I'd be like, okay, grand. I'm buzzing doing this job. Love the fact that I can just go down the stairs to work. But I wasn't happy doing that. I was like just, just going through the motions, like just yeah. doing whatever I thought was I was supposed to be doing. So, anyways, it just kind of kept getting worse and worse. And back then I didn't really know anything about mindset or mental health, but I just knew I was like, I'm not happy. This is not right. Like I can see my friends in college because they were obviously a little bit behind me because they repeated. Mm. I could see people that had finished college and they were really happy in their jobs and happy in their career. And I was like, right, I don't have that. So now I'm going to have to try again. Mm. I eventually went to a career guidance woman in Dublin and did all these tests and all the like aptitude personality things and I just felt like oh my god I'm being like I feel like I'm being I feel like such an idiot like I feel like you know why am not I good at something why don't Mm. I feel like fulfilled like why I've tried field therapy I've tried working in retail I've tried the event management and I'm good at them but I don't feel like really fulfilled so anyway, did you feel that. like there was like an emptiness, like a void that you were like, oh, I just don't feel that like I need to feel that connection like and you just kept going? I just didn't. I just knew that what I was feeling, I hoped wasn't how you were supposed to feel for the rest of your yeah, life. I didn't yeah. know what it was. I can't say that I was ever like, like a miserable person or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I had a good life. I had a good upbringing. I had great friends from the outside. You probably would have been like, would you shut up? You have a great job. Like, you know, and actually that did feed into a lot of um a lot of I'd say even more pressure because people are yeah. like you sure you've got the job you've got your car you've got this yeah like, but like something doesn't I, I'm not happy like you know mm. and I guess growing up as well you don't understand the meaning of like connection and a lot of things are materialistic and you just don't you know you don't really understand a lot of yeah. what's really important when you're even into your 20s like I think so I only found myself really found myself in my late 20s when I went went to London like I would say sure you haven't a clue Mm -hmm. like you haven't a clue you're just kind of trying to make the peace yeah and sure I'm only I I literally only think I found myself no joke I'd say the last two three years Yeah, yeah honestly like because I always say from pain comes purpose So when you literally go through the motions and the pain and the change and the resistance and the crap and the crying and everything, you're kind of like, it's like you're standing looking down at the, you're you're on a cliff and you're looking down going, look at that view, isn't it fab? (laughs) You're like, I fucking (laughs) climbed to the top, I did it. Yeah, yeah. And and then you look up and you go, oh, I have another 50 feet to climb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not like, that's why I'm like saying that there has been so many times where this has happened mm. up, down, up, down. It's not just, oh, this yeah. thing happened. Like I've had it again, like even during COVID and stuff, I'd say there's been three times in my life where I've been like, for fuck's sake, I'm starting this thing again. Yeah. So 
going back to like that sort of time I did yeah. go to this guidance person in Dublin to all these tests and mm. she was like right basically what you need to do is you need to help people and everything mm. in the medical field and she told me that I should go and do medicine and I was like okay I am not going back to college for five years after, after doing, doing computer science <laughs> aka music <laughs> <laughs> Four years. I was like I'm old like give me another solution how old were you at the time probably about 25 probably yeah, yeah I old which... so but I was like no I'm not doing I cannot yeah. mentally think of, of mm. that so basically and I was like telling her you know if you want to be a doctor you know you know growing up you want to be a doctor mm. you've got the stethoscope on you're playing nurse when you're when you're a child and I said I don't want to be a doctor and I don't want to work with adults. Like I'm good with kids. Like, have you any other options for me? So, and then I told her as well that I was done with Ireland because I really was done with Ireland. Like there was a lot of drugs in Galway. Mm. Um, at, like coming into our circle, you could see mm. that wasn't many jobs around when people had finished college. And you could see that like, I was like, wow, if I stay here, I'm yeah. going to get into that. Like it was in our group. Mm. And especially with the lads I was like okay this is getting bad because there's no job opportunities you could just see that like everything was going downhill for everyone so she said well you could do children's nursing in London and I was like okay I never thought of myself as a nurse but like let me think all of these things through she was talking about occupational Mm. everything to do with the medical field but basically in London because they've got so like, you know, obviously a bigger population and so many more uh, universities, you can start in March, you can start in September or you can start in January. So you didn't have, I didn't have to wait until like the next September to start. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go and apply for mature student nursing at the time, because it must've been over 25. Um, And I do the children's nursing application and apply for Great Ormond Street. And it was like pretty Mm. tough. Um, interview process and all that and I had a boyfriend at the time and he was like do you really want to go to London and I was like well I definitely don't want to be here and he was mm. like okay you know, best luck in the interview don't know what we're going to do if you get it or whatever anyways I got it and um, I was like I'm going I'm going it's my ticket out of Ireland I actually mm. think I'll enjoy this course and if I don't at least I can just moved to London a lot of my friends were there they had done nursing so they were working there it's not like I didn't know anybody so I went and did that that was only three years because they pack everything into three years instead of four so I was like right I'll have this done in three years I can start in like three months time don't have to wait till next September and I'm getting out of here so me and my boyfriend broke up that was really hard but I was like I'm Mm. I'm not staying here not staying here with all like the darkness that's coming to Galway there's nothing here for us like and mm. that was our entire like friendship group there was nothing there for us like almost everyone left and they're mm. still kind of gone did the nursing course found it really difficult but I enjoyed it so I was like right feeling feeling good now like this <laughs> closer like you know this way it is lifting it's yeah. lifting <laughs> um, and also obviously I haven't broken up but my boyfriend was okay. really shit at the start but then I'm like yeah. whoa I'm single in London all my friends are singing in London. Okay. Nobody, like I can do whatever I want. Mm. All the clothes I ever wanted to wear all my life, I'm wearing them now. Like obviously some horrendous outfits, some horrendous I love clothes. your outfits because that's your expression. No. Yeah, but that's no. you expressing yourself. 
yeah yeah and I feel like it's obviously so much easier to do that in London so I had a great time in London I was doing my course I was working part-time mm. um what was I even doing I was working in I was managing a sunbed shop in Vauxhall like where it's like the gay capital like so mm. many strange and wonderful characters coming in loved it so I was six years in London, finished the degree. I was like, okay, this is good. I'm enjoying it. Like it was really, really hard now, but got a job Um, was working in neonatal intensive care. And I was wow. like, okay, cool. like I'm actually, I'm good at this. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And okay, this is like my life getting on, on track after that, like really bad period. Mm. And then I was in a central London hospital, like one of the top, maternity hospitals where there is constant babies being born like yeah. constantly people walk in off the street because it's in central London so even people mm. that aren't booked in for sections or people that aren't planned to be there there's extra on top of that because if someone goes into labor on the street they yeah, yeah 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 you know, into the hospital or whatever and so after a couple of years of doing like that sort of intensive care nursing where you're working it really that must have been full on was that full on for high, you? Like... yeah high <clears> workload <throat> newly qualified they were really yeah. understaffed so even though I was newly qualified um I was almost looking after agency nurses and I was like I'm not even like capable of doing half mm. of this stuff and, like it's babies lives at the end of the day it's not like you know really busy in a retail store this is like so people's mm-hmm. lives and baby or babies oh, so after like a couple of years my own physical and mental health were so bad because of the workload the stress load night shifts high pressure jobs no breaks crap pay I can't even like think of the pay now especially when I see all the strikes and stuff that are yeah going on. you're like I feel you yeah mm-hmm. it's so hard and mm-hmm. I I have to make a decision again like am I gonna so what going? timeline are we at now are we what age are we at now it's must have been 30 31 no, 29. No, no, I was younger than that. I must have been, oh God, must have been 28, I'd say. Okay. 28. So, and I was just like wrecked. Like I was, it was just so stressful. The night shifts really got me. Mm. Pay like no money ever, like because you're paying central London rent, then missing a load of social events because you're working yeah. two weekends of the month. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And the pressure of being like, what am I actually going to tell my parents this time? Now that I'm in my late <laughs> 20s, that I can't. Here we go this. again. And I'm like, I just can't do it. And I remember ringing a couple of my best friends, bawling on the phone. And again, not really knowing what mental health was, but knowing it was very bad. Yeah. And I was like, I just can't do this. What's wrong with me? Why can't I find something I like? Am I going to be doing this forever? And I was just like, fuck this. I'm like, I'm, I have to quit. But I just found during that time, thank mm. God, that on my days off, I would spend my entire day at the gym. Like, okay. and I was friends at the gym, I was friends with the staff. So I was like, right, what could I possibly do for work after this? Because obviously if I quit my job, mm. I need to be like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not going to be managing the flipping sunbed shop like for the rest of my So life. it was right in front of your face, Becca, but you did, actually didn't yeah. know. You were like, yeah. oh my God, it's actually but right in front of your face. I was also worried that I didn't want to turn my hobby, my only hobby that was giving me joy at the time, because everything else was so, I guess, like I was struggling with everything else. And I was like, okay, if I go and like go down this route and my only hobby, the only Mm. thing that I'm enjoying ends up as my job, is that 
you know, is that a smart move? But anyways, when I had decided I was going to hand in my notice for um, nursing, I decided I was going to do the PT course on the side. Let me get it done on the side. So did that on the side, handed in my notice and me and the girls we're all nurses and you only get seven weeks annual leave a year mm-hmm. and because we built up like so much of it and we basically took no Christmas or anything for ages we got the seven weeks off in a row and we were like let's just go mad let's just mm. go travel let's go to every festival under the sun and that's what I did I quit and I just um I remember putting up an Instagram post being like I can't do this anymore like I'm not settling for this I'm not settling for being unhappy feeling shit being like worked into the ground shit pay I can't remember what I said but something like that and that's actually what sparked off my my following it wasn't anything to do with fitness at the time so when traveling that summer moved back to Dublin started working as a PT then I was like right no no this feels much better than the last one so I'm gradually kind of getting better and better with my career choices and my work choices Mm. um and loved it even though I was back in Ireland where I didn't think I was going to ever be I loved it loved doing the PT loved working one-to-one with people um study nutrition on the side um and started finding out that a lot of the clients that were coming to me had like binge eating issues yeah and that started the the interest in behavior eating behavior mm. or human behavior back then and that was 2016 so studied a lot on human behavior um was kind of thinking oh god now am I going to go off doing psychology or something like it's like whoa stay stay in your lane (laughs) so um I gathered a following then was putting up health and fitness stuff like food training like I was doing my PT in the gym in Dublin Mm. and then I figured like okay let me try and make an income off the online coaching and once my online coaching was once I was making the same amount of money as my face-to-face coaching that's when I was like right I love my job I would work every day every single hour of the day I know that that's when you know you're in the right job now Mm. I've got the choice to leave and travel because I don't need to be in person and then I was like you know I knew I didn't want to live in Ireland always so then I was like right coaching travel let's put it together let's see if it works and at that point, I kind of finally felt like really fulfilled. I didn't care if it didn't work mm. out because I was happy. What was telling you though? What, what like what the di- like as in the difference from where you were, say, with the, um the nurse and feeling burnt out, okay, to the difference of taking up an actual hobby as a passion. Like, how would you differentiate the two of them? Like, how did you just know inside you going, I think this is it? I think because no matter how tired I was and obviously with PT you're working mm. like really early really late mm. like it's all broken hours I didn't give a shit I would have spent all day in the gym yeah. and also I was my own boss which was a huge yeah. thing I could deal with people telling me what to do or what hours to work and on top of that I was charging my own rates and I felt that what I was charging and what I was paying myself essentially was reflective of the work that I was doing so you felt value then like especially on the money then you were saying from the nurse you were like I'm getting diddly squat here like where now you were like I'm in control like you were saying at the start you didn't like being in control with say schools etc I'm very similar to you as well and I always wanted to be my own boss and now we're like god we can take charge of our life here yeah and I think for the first time ever as well I felt finally I'm actually 
Mm. I've been recognized, but I was like, finally, I'm actually feeling like I'm good at something and that I can do it for a job. Whereas all the other things I was like able for it, but I just, it wasn't, let's say with nursing, like I loved Mm. it and I do miss it. Like I'm still registered. I pay for it every year. I love it. But like, Mm. you're not respected. You're not appreciated. You're not like you do such hard work and it's just not reflected in how you're treated Mm. or how you're paid. And also, you know, you are always going to be working for somebody else and like these awful hours most of the time. So I need the freedom. Like my, my top values are always freedom, health, adventure and being independent. So obviously back then I haven't clue what values are. I know what they are now, but I need freedom. Like I will work, I probably work more now than I ever did, but that's because I choose to do the hours that I do I choose to do the work that I do and I enjoy mm-hmm. it you couldn't tell me ever but you can that... see that though Becky you can totally yeah. see that so if anyone like if you're new here um definitely look at Becca's page and follow her but you you can see that like and one thing and I definitely want to talk to you about is you can see your personality you can see you work hard but you're you're passionate about it you can see that energy the goofiness the funness yeah. like I love that like I love that for you um but like <laughs> how did you like for anyone listening as well like how could you guide someone to that like you know the way you have your north star it's like a compass nearly isn't it it's like you were navigating west and you know south and you were feeling it It, like you're a prime example I think we all are especially this is why I have the pot to have these conversations with people you felt that urine and you were like no here we go again no here we go again so like what made you then really step into that purpose and that fulfillment with like moving to Bali because you can see now you're so real and authentic that you're owning and living your purpose Yeah, I think the main thing for me is the main message is that I was trying to do everything that I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I was doing college. I was doing the like degree I was told to do. I was trying to find a career, you know, like settle down, all this stuff, get engaged, like all these natural conditioning that you're brought up with. I followed that and I was absolutely miserable. So I think Mm. that's the main thing is like the older I get, like I get the fear now when I think of, oh my God, I'm getting a year older. I'm getting a year older. I know I'm young. How old are you now? I'm 34. Yeah, like you're not old at all. Sure, I'm 36. I'm 37 this year. Yeah. And like people are like, like, even my mom's like, so what are you doing for your 40th? I'm like, are you for real? This is like three and a half years away, you freak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I feel like stop wishing like, life away yeah I do get the fear like when I think I'm like oh my god shit I am getting older like mm. not that I'm afraid of death or anything like that I just I'm like shit like I I am not as young as I used to be and mm-hmm. I'm like oh people have so much choice and opportunity now yeah. and I probably had a good bit of choice and opportunity back then but like it can kind of there's like there's positive and negatives to like society today and especially online Mm. and Instagram and all these different Mm. platforms because in one way you can actually do whatever the hell you want to do if you just Mm -hmm. go but at the same time there's a lot of comparison and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of cyber bullying so that's someone that really feels like they want to go off and be a windsurfing instructor in like a foreign country they won't do it because of fear of judgment or even fear of judgment not online but then at the same time they're kind of comparing okay well if I go off and do that I'm not as, yeah. not as good as 
person or if someone is watching me mm. in my life over here in Bali like mm. and they're like oh but she does this that and the other if you have got the urge not even the urge to travel if you've got a feeling that something is not right you, even if you don't mm. know what it is try something else because I'm a perfect example of like I didn't mention the hundred other things that I tried in between all of this and failed at as well but like yeah. if you don't try them you'll never know and like everything I did doesn't yeah like yeah they didn't work out but I did learn something from everything that I tried like I was in the circus at one point like like I think I it all makes sense now especially with your outfits with that I think there was I think Sinead Haggerty tried on this like down, yeah and I was like yeah. this all makes sense now <laughs> There was, a million, there was a million things that I tried mm-hmm. and like I didn't follow that path but I definitely yeah. learned something from and the only way you'll find out what makes you happy or what's right for you and what's mm-hmm. is by figuring out what's not right for you because yeah. stay in the same job and I see it with my brothers and sisters I see it with my friends and they're like no I hate doing this I'm like why are you doing it then like yeah. you're literally in your 20s yeah. like what are you doing? Like you're, they don't give a shit if you quit, quit tomorrow. Like just yeah. quit. Like just save up some money and just like take a time out. Do you know what it is as well? I think like I always say try before you buy. It's like going into Zara and, and trying on a top and you don't want it and then whatever, like it doesn't suit you. But one thing, and I'm actually reading a book now, you might have read it and it really resonates with me. It's it's called How to Fail by oh, no, Elizabeth Day. Oh my God, it's so good. It's been around a few years. But it's really like easy reading. And I was like, this makes sense because I think especially our age and or even younger cultures, we are so scared shitless to fail and we have to high perform all the time. It's actually accepting going, oh, I failed. It's it's like us, you know, like I used to be a fashion buyer for pennies for Primark for 10 years. It's not that I failed. It's just like. Oh, it just wasn't for me anymore yeah. or if you failed your um your driving test exam obviously doing that that taught you something for something else or if you failed that you'll never actually go through life lessons if you actually don't fail so it's kind of about um how to fail at relationships how to fail at your job how to fail at relationships friendships and when you look at it it's like accepting your failures and going Jesus if I didn't fail look where look what I am like come here look even with me And I'll say this now, it wasn't a failure, but whatever, like even my ex, that relationship we were talking about off air, if that didn't fail, I wouldn't be where I am now. If you didn't fail at certain things, you wouldn't be where you are. So I think it's that culture of, you know, going in and the pressure, obviously, from our parents and and their generation of, oh, so are you going to college? What are you doing with your life? It's like, will you actually give me a hot minute? Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Even like, for instance, okay, I was like, we're both the eldest child. We constantly felt that pressure. We had to perform. We had to be good enough for it, et cetera. And it still shows up, but it's living with it. But even my brother, my younger brother, there's 12 years between us. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was able to take a break and, you know, have a job. And there was no pressure. Now, there was a little bit of, oh, you're going to go to college, but not like me. Are you studying? Are you doing that exam? I'm yeah, like, my seriously? Yeah. Or all my younger brothers and sisters. Yeah. Actually. After me, after, let's say... Mm, the testing on both sides with yeah. me like between my parents and me after that they were wrecked they were like you could the rest of you, you could do whatever you want yeah yeah like <laughs> go out and play with the go out and play with the traffic where I'm like you know you need to sit in and study yeah. and do, do this and do that yeah. and all yeah. but like going back to the likes the fear the fear of failure how do you get through that now and you were talking about as well 
comparison as well on top of that I know it's two separate things but how do you stay in your own lane because obviously you seem so focused at what you do and you're really building an empire you're building your community your business as well like how do you put your blinkers on and say no 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 no, I'm not comparing myself I'm I'm just gonna go for it now I think like with the failure thing after the first time let's say after UL Mm. After I had that really difficult time where I didn't know what I was doing with my life and all that, the second time when I was quitting the nursing, I was like, okay, this is happening again. This is shit. This is going to be really embarrassing. I'm going to have to mm. tell my parents now that like, you know, nah, this one isn't for me either. <laughs> but I didn't care because I got through the first one. So I was like, well, I've done this before. It's going to be shit for a while. Mm. And then I'll be grand again and I'll feel better again because after the first failure you learn okay it's really shit for a while but it gets better and then yeah. you feel good and if it, if you start to fail again it's okay you're you're you build up that resilience okay mm. I'm able to do something mm. now so let's say during COVID like I was saying to you before before we started recording COVID was really difficult for mm. everybody in business yeah. and during those times there was other people online on Instagram that really excelled yeah, during yeah. COVID following went up. They were um like all the live workouts, the home stuff was going on. And I was like, okay, that doesn't work for me. Like that is just, why don't people like when I do that? But at the mm. same time, shit, like the gyms aren't open. Like I've got to make money somehow as well. There was a lot, there was a lot of comparison, but also at the same time being like that actually, that isn't, they aren't my clients. My my clients aren't home workout people. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, but at the same time, I better try it because, well, at some point, maybe there won't be any money coming in. If they, Let's see how long it's going to take for the gyms to open up. Tried it, wasn't working. I was like, right, let those people that are doing really well in it go for it. And like, I never felt a sense of like jealousy or envy. I was just like, they're, fucking class at doing that and I am not so I was like okay what am I going to do now I have to figure out what I'm going to do until the gyms open up again or until Mm. I get back to Bali or whatever and that's how I figured out how I was going to start all the courses with the CBT and like teaching people about mindset and um you know especially people that started um binge eating or emotional eating um obviously because they're isolated in their home severe body image issues that that came back people that relapsed during covid with everyone struggled with everything during covid but i was like okay i can help people in this way i'll do my courses Mm. um, i'll teach people about cognitive behavior therapy about emotions about you know becoming more self-aware coping strategies all of that and that's where i really went like like tunnel vision on that stuff and again if I didn't figure out that doing live workouts and all the fitness-based stuff at home wasn't for me I wouldn't have figured out that the other stuff was yeah so like the comparison thing I don't find I compare myself to people online personally or in business if I find I'm like get any like negative feelings (laughs) towards someone online I will unfollow them I only follow people where I'm like, whoa, she looks unreal in a good yeah, way. Yeah. Like, I'm like, class, I want to be more like her. Not that you're like trying to be yeah. someone else. You want to be, damn, I better I better start lifting heavier yeah. now. Like she looks class or she like is, 
eating this that or the other or this is her lifestyle I only follow people that I um look up to let's say or yeah. that inspire me yeah. and I always say that to clients as well like if you're looking at people go you know you're having like negative mm-hmm. emotions it's probably time to unfollow yeah. them at least mute yeah them. and one thing do you know what I've learned as well and it's so important I actually gave me a little uh there so I would have say like followed I you know I'm into fashion I'm into this but obviously I'm navigating into a different road now as you can tell but the thing is is that I remember um since there's so many gorgeous girls out there as well I was following a lot of people and like I was being the green-eyed monster now we're in a green top no pun intended but I just didn't like this sir I'm not doing enough and they're doing this and they're doing that but then I really took myself outside going, do you really want to do this? Is this bringing you passion or is it an effort? Because when you're passionate about something, it shouldn't be an effort. So yeah, I was like, yeah, actually, it's it's not actually really. But then there were some people who I was quite jealous towards. And I was like, and I remember seeing something. Um, it was Pat Dively, actually. And instead of me um, tapping into going, oh, look at her. She has this. Obviously, that's coming from a place of they have something that you want. Yeah. So yeah. I changed my mindset going, what do they have that I want? And there's still a few people I follow, but I changed my mindset going, OK, I'm not jealous of them. I'm inspired by them because they have something I want. So that makes it possible for me to have that. Oh, they do that. Why can't I do that? And I started altering. Now I still follow people, but I look at them in a different light going, go you girl, because I'm in a better headspace mentally, but I've altered my mindset instead of going, oh, look at her now. I don't, come here. I'm not following Victoria's Secret models or whatever because I don't resonate with them. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I follow people that I'm like, oh my God, she's real. I don't feel triggered. Oh, not that she has something I want, but I feel inspired by her. And I think that it's about like what you said with your CBT as well. It's altering your mindset into a different space as well. Not just saying, oh my God, look her, she's doing this. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So just kind of re-altering your mindset. And when I did that as well, it just puts you in a different headspace as well. And you're able to cope like what you said. You just go on, you go off. You don't get sucked in by it. Because I was, Becca, I was getting sucked in by it during COVID. I'm not doing enough. I need to buy more clothes. I need to do this. All these materialistic things where I'd say only the past, not even a year. I'm just like, whatever, to the materialistic things. They don't give me that substance or that void where now I'm like, you know, the nature, the walks, the connection, the fun. That's what fills my void. Yeah, mindfulness things. Yeah. And I think like, it's really important for people to know that like, if you feel jealousy or envy, mm-hmm. or if you feel like if something is upsetting you, it's really important. Like that's completely mm-hmm. fine. But to figure out why is that triggering mm-hmm. you? Why you feel jealousy or envy? Is that showing you something about your life that you're unhappy with? And is it something that you need to go and work more on? Do you need to follow that route even more? Or is it because you're just stuck and you're you're not happy with what you have and where you are? Yeah. And you need to, you know, you're you're jealous of someone's passion and purpose rather than the actual thing itself that they're doing. Like you're jealous of you might for me, like I I like watching, I don't know, I'm obsessed with makeup videos. Like people doing makeup even though I'm not really into makeup but if I feel therapeutic I don't know what it is I'm just like that's cool like artistry kind of stuff like all my TikToks if anyone went on my TikTok (laughs) it's all makeup stuff do you follow Michaela 
Mm, no. She's like, she's from, I think, like, is it New Jersey or something? But she's gas. She tries it. Oh, like, yeah. With the talks really like this. She yeah, was like, as a god. She's unreal. I do yes. her I love her. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, you're deadly. <laughs> yeah. But like, if, if I found I was getting like jealous or, mm or some sort of an emotion towards that, that would be because there's something in my life not going right. It'd be nothing to do with the makeup, mm-hmm. let's say, because mm-hmm. I'm not into makeup. But like figuring out if you're feeling, and I feel people, I feel like people just don't even give themselves the time to even feel or take a break to be like, right, yeah. let me just assess my life. Am I happy right now? Am I happy with him, her? Am I happy with where my career is going? Am I happy with my routine? Do I get, you know, people barely get five minutes to themselves. And like, yeah. we obviously appreciate that now that we can you know we're our own boss we can we can make time for ourselves yeah. we're not in let's say like the rat race anymore and we know how important it is to take time for yourself but it's very hard in like the normal mm-hmm. life day life to actually take some time and sit down and be like right how am I feeling inside mm-hmm. oh like what what is my mindset like am I following like my values am I following things that like you know fill fill up my cup type of thing I feel like people are just like so going through the motions they're not even like really very present and it's not their fault it's just like life and work and kids and like marriage and mortgages and like everything else Mm. but if people can just like dedicate some like a little bit of space to themselves like over the next couple of days or this weekend to just like sit down and be like right let me just like how's my body feeling like do body scanning something Because even if you don't know what's going on up here, like you're not, you know, you're like, oh God, mindset, I don't really know what sort mm. of mindset. Your body will like, yeah, kind of give you some signs. Oh like yeah. You fall asleep after two minutes. Of it's body like scan. that book, The Body Keeps yeah. Score. Like your body remembers. Yeah. 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 And like, I'm just after finishing my breathwork facilitator training. I saw on. that well done. So that was like, that was hard. I had to do like a trauma informed course before that, yeah. before you do the breathwork. And I'm like, Jesus, like even like people need people need to make more time for themselves, even if it's just an hour a week, because like if it's not your mind telling you that something is wrong or if something is right, it's your body. Like it'll show up. in your body. Oh, yeah. Sure. Even me, like at the moment I have tinnitus. Drives me up the walls, but I, it's been there like I had. it. I remember I got I got a really bad cold a few years ago. I was living at home. I'd say about five years ago and my mom was like oh god try get ear candle and I hope it goes away and I remember crying going I can't cope but it was like Morse code but then it yeah. came back when I was buying the house with my ex and then it left but then it came back when the breakup happened so I know it's stress and the last yeah. few years I've been going through such a big so many yeah. changes in my life but um I know today I'm actually going to a hormonal specialist today but obviously it's like your body my body even though I might not ah sure I don't feel stressed you are yeah. your body's telling you signs like tonight yeah. is, is a form sometimes of oh what's going on inside it's your body or I of, but I know I'm I'm aware of that and that's why yeah. I'd, I'd go like you you know you do your breath work which is amazing your ice baths obsessed mm-hmm. like it's things like that as well that we need to like step outside our comfort zone and assess these situations for our body and be more connected to our body because I think we're so connected to our mind oh we feel this way and you're this and you're that but we're not kind of connecting ourselves a whole system like head heart go obviously our goal is like you know our serotonin etc but it's like 
and I'm all about this and you're all about this. It's connecting with our whole being, right? And I think even me doing my mindfulness walks, I'm like, when was the last time you actually stopped and was like, how are you today? Write down your label, your feelings, what's going on inside you? What, like, you know, how do you want to show up? And even when I say that to people, they're like, jeez, I never asked myself that. It's actually, oh, come here, I'm only learning these things same as you over the last few years. But when we think about that, we're like, it's so sad that we don't actually look after ourselves first. It's like, right, what's she doing? What's she doing? And we're like frazzled. Yeah. And I think like it is getting better. And I love seeing all like the different mm-hmm. like um events and like things that are going on at home. And it's just makes me like feel so good that people are doing like you're doing the walks. Like there's so many different like events. There's like a little retreat center in Clare that I saw that was like doing like Wim Hof stuff. There's the ice baths. There's the other people that yeah. I qualified like the breathwork stuff they're all based in Ireland so there's like six of them so I'm like okay this is really cool that you know mindfulness and personal development and being yeah. self-aware all getting way, way better and like the stigma around mental health and all that is getting so much better but mm-hmm. I feel like like if people there's still that positive and negative where people are like they might stop and be like yeah this this is like this is not what I want and like they end up quitting their job or they go traveling or they decide that their relationship isn't for them and like they go on this whole like journey and like change their life type of thing but then there's the other side where people are like you know not they're they know they might stop and reevaluate things and know that something isn't right but then they choose to keep it the same like they choose to settle because it's oh, too right to do the other option like if if it's you know, like like me and you in our 30s like breaking up with someone in your 30s in Ireland is like what are you gonna do you'll never find did you see your one and all like and it's like yeah. seriously like, and like you know, I do me you do you hon like <laughs> yeah but if you're thinking about having kids and stuff like that it's like it it can be done like on your own you can find someone else after you're 30 like what's what's the better option just to stay with someone because you want to have a kid just because or to actually be like no this isn't right and I'm I want kids and I'm gonna have them Mm -hmm. but it's not right now or I'll do it on my own or whatever else like there's a lot of fear when people know that you know this this route probably isn't the right one but they're too afraid to do the other option because too much change yeah and I get that a lot even as a coach so like obviously like um coaching people as well a lot of it is you know Ireland I'm in my 30s most of my friends and they're having babies or you know married and I was like okay if you were to take yourself out of that environment right and put yourself in an environment of loads of single people how do you think you'd feel then not pressured so you have to make sure to change your environment do you know that way so and that's I always say I was like I'm not saying oh look at me as well but I didn't settle and I could like a lot of people do take their partners back a lot of like you know a lot of things happen but I think when you know your worth and it takes years to do this but you just know you're like I'm better than this or else gone maybe that plan isn't for me maybe I'm not meant to have babies right now maybe I'm supposed to find my purpose like you know we're doing and I I, I was in that box back I was like okay I'm you know gonna get married gonna have babies but I did feel something was off inside me I did I'm not gonna lie um and then 
when that happened, when like the breakup and stuff like that, because I like to reiterate this to people as well, is like, it killed me, but I had a sense of relief as well. And I don't regret it ever happening. And that's when you know that you're like, ooh, was I settling? Was that meant to be? So like, it's questioning. And when you have those feelings inside, you go, mm, something's not right, but I'll just crack on. It'd be fine. Yeah. And then it comes up again. That's your intuition, your gut. That's someone telling, going, this ain't for you. This ain't for you. And I think as well, like we constantly think, but if you had the house, this is the materialistic things. If you have the house and prior to babies or whatever, and you have the boyfriend, are you happy? Are you happy? Because I had all that. And I had the job. I had the career. I had the, you know, I bought myself a car. And I had the house. I had everything on the outside. And people were like, look at her. She's killing it. But I didn't know internally that I was just running away. It was all external. It wasn't. And then when I stopped, the shit hit the fan. And now internal. I don't like, yeah, outside I have nice things as well, but I'm more internal. And I'm like, yes, this syncs up now. I'm not just constant about the external validation because that's something I think that, you know, for me, like I would always seek validation. Oh, oh yeah. Like, because I would have got it from, say, my ex. We're now with my new boyfriend. He's not that type of person, but it's accepting he's not that. But it's validate myself. I have mm-hmm. to validate me. We can't seek for external, external people. And I'm learning so much. I think, like I was saying to you, from your pain comes your purpose. But it's like, see, re- re- rejection is redirection, as they say. Yeah. And I think like as well, like that when you're talking about like external validation mm. and even me being in Ireland, like I was just like something isn't right here. And like materialistic things like that's actually one of the things when I came to Bali first, firstly, on I was just on holidays. I was like, wow, yeah, they like materialistic things don't exist here. Mm. Like they are happy with nothing. Like, and I was like, that's exactly yeah. what I want. And that's what brought me here. Because I was like, I am not like that. I have everything, but I've got nothing. Like, not yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? I have everything, but I'm still not mm. happy on the inside. And, like, the people here, like, in in Bali, like, God, like, their kindness and their genuineness and their just, like, lust for life. Mm. Yeah. The gratitude and, like, it's like it's it's infectious and like I would say that actually they're the people that taught me to be kinder who taught me taught me to be happier with less even Mm. now like I have not had a house over here in five years yeah I saw it's like it's like you're migrating you're like a little nomad it's really (laughs) annoying and it's stressful and I'd love to have a permanent place but look it's not like it's not the end of the world I have a roof over my head Mm. and like it's fine and I'm happy in my space mm. that changes every month that's fine I'll eventually find somewhere but like that's a perfect example of like like we don't go clothes shopping here we don't like you know we drive motorbikes like we, <laughs> we yeah. don't like we just barely ever put on makeup like not because we don't want to partially because it's like yeah. too hot and like we just really do have like yeah. the bare minimum um and obviously their bare minimum mm. is a very different type of bare minimum to us like obviously our lifestyle it looks very luxurious to them but this mm. is a lot stripped back then like sometimes when I go home to Ireland I'm like god like telly like yeah <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god I, you can't 
Like, yeah, and I remember because I would have traveled as well. Like I love traveling. It literally sets my soul on fire as well because I love as well. I think you learn when you're stripped bare of everything what actually really matters. And even when I was on a retreat last year. And when I was journaling as well, as it's like we have everything we actually need, you know, outside our door. So for me, like what sets my soul on fire, it's like I really connected to that place and going, you know, fresh air walking outside our door, sea swimming, um, reading, going for walks, catching up with friends, love. Like exactly. these are all things. Yeah, these are what makes the world go around this is what makes yeah. us feel connected whole but even yeah. in saying that like I remember when I was in you know I think Asia is just such a beautiful place when you travel so especially the Balinese but and the Vietnamese oh my god they're just the like they have like you because I remember when I when I was uh, in Vietnam I actually was in Chiang Mai and I hiked um to I was in the mountains but I stayed with a family with a little girl in the mountains on the rice fields and I was in there like a little hut there was another couple there as well but they literally just had the rice fields a few things in their house and the nicest like I was just like this is fucking a mess and it literally makes you see being like when you go home the rat race the busyness the clothes don't get me wrong yeah I you know we all wear it but it's just like you really assess when you travel and like you living in Bali what really matters if you were to move country and live the way you're living Becca it's like what really matters so like for you at the moment what really matters to you at the moment especially change your lifestyle from living in Ireland living in London to Bali now um what are the most important things to yeah. hear yeah I would say that, that you wouldn't what, take for granted you know that way like you would have took for granted at home <laughs> tap water <laughs> <laughs> tap water like because obviously can't drink water from the yeah. tap here um but I think what I've learned and what I've made sure that I have in my life now is what I look for now no matter where I go mm. so like I've spent a lot of time living on my own and during COVID I realized when I get out of COVID and when I like go back to Bali and all this I'm gonna live with people again because mm. I'm not a bad housemate I'm great crack I do like to spend a lot of time on my own but I do want to be around people again like COVID really highlighted to me like how much I don't want to spend the rest of my life online yeah. and working online yeah, and that's yeah. me starting up the this new business out here so I wanted to I was like look I've been here for five years I'm good at what I do I've so many friends I've really good relationships with um different gyms yeah. and I want to start something up out here I just want to like put some roots down and start connecting with actual humans and you can see that there's a lot more yeah. Irish coming out like there's they're, loads they're of them. or they're living here or they're coming mm. from Oz or Dubai so like my sister lives in Dubai she's coming over for Easter mm. there's lived in Bali that moved to Sydney they'll be over and back you can see mm. a lot Irish people are coming over I'm not just saying about Irish people but it would be nice that if I've got classes or if I've got breathwork and ice bath workshops set up that like when people come on holidays it would be nice to meet those people yeah. that I have found out about me online but I get to meet in person and I really wanted to do that this year and when I go home like I always make sure that like I'm only hanging around with people that like mm. 
so add to my life and I'm adding to theirs because it's so easy for people to see you coming back for the first time in a while and they're like oh my god Becky you're coming back let's defo meet up for coffee I'm like I haven't heard from you in like five years like you don't give a shit about me so no I'm not gonna Mm. just and meet up with someone because they asked or I went to school with them or I did a course with them or yeah like I'm really protective of my time and my energy and like the effort that people put into me because Mm. that's the effort that I you know and the effort I put into people is that being given back you're not getting five minutes of my time for a coffee or whatever it is when I go back to Ireland now I know like what my values are now I know what I need if I've been spending too much time on my own I know when I've been spending a lot of time with people or socializing mm. like making like making sure my, like my friends know me so so well that I'm like look I I'm not coming out for the rest of the week because I'm just need my alone time or pe- like they're not offended by your choices because they respect yeah. you and your values and that's really important at home as well and actually my parents are coming out here next month my mom has been here before but my dad hasn't and I'm really excited to show them my mom's been here before to show my family like my life out here like to me it's so normal but I know people coming here for the first time will get like a bit of a culture shock it's nearly the opposite for me when I go back to Ireland I go back I'm the opposite I'm like fuck yeah like cars and like you know Mm. just busyness and like it's just like it's almost it, like my brain is adapted so well to kind of my own lifestyle and my own pace of life that I, I was get about to like say that, it, yeah. uh, what's the word stressed almost yeah yeah because I'm like Jesus the pace of everything is so fast I'm like Jesus Christ like, it's like that activation like something's activated and you're like oh my god I need to be doing this I need to be doing that and you just feel heightened yeah. because I think as well like our pace is way too fast especially living yeah. in, in, well in Europe and especially over yeah. Ireland and England and the busyness like yeah. New York but when you go over to the likes of Asia it's like it's so refreshing just to switch off like and not to have your phone and read talking about actually the ice baths as well mm-hmm where how do you say how did you get to a point where being comfortable with that because especially you know as a coach as well you know that you have to get comfortable Un- feeling uncomfortable and yeah. um, so how yeah. do you get because it feels like you always kind of like to push yourself you like to challenge yourself you yeah. like, and I know you're a behavioral coach but how do you do that for yourself you know and you're like I really don't want to do this how do you you know get to a place of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone if you have any tips for people I think I do enjoy being uncomfortable because I'm like, I would consider myself quite confident, very resilient. And so for me, when something uncomfortable comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, let's do that. Like, let's see if I can do it. First of all, do you think you've trained a muscle? You've trained that, like, I guess I've been like, like we've, like we've spoken about like all my life experience. Very regular Mm. amount, very frequent uncomfortable times so I'm used to okay okay discomfort is good because like you can't just sail through life like I I don't know if I would enjoy being sailing through life with no problems ever any over there sail away away. yeah 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 but I think like with the ice baths in particular Mm. the reason that they are so important to me right now is because that is the only thing that helped me when I had long COVID. And so 
I wasn't able to exercise. I did. I, I had severe chronic um fatigue and the I'm really like my mental health again, another really like very bad time. And I was missing my socializing. I just didn't mm-hmm. have the energy to socialize. I couldn't work out. That's going to affect my business. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect my routine, my habits. And so the only thing I was able to do and had the energy for and something that gave me energy was the ice baths. And I found then, okay, let's do the ice baths at the time I usually go to the gym. So at least I felt like I was getting my routine back. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, that helped me a lot when I the ice baths gave me energy when I had none even if it was only for 60 seconds Mm -hmm. and so I built up the connection in in my brain or what I imagine I did is that this is really challenging but you're going to feel better for it and that's how yes I do that all the time yeah yeah Yeah. that's mad And, and so the ice baths for me there's not it's not like now people always say like your face is very um I don't show that it's difficult but that's just because you train your body to cold exposure you train mm. your body to cold stress and your brain so now I know it's going to be freezing when I go in I'm the, the recovery area that I'm in it's always cold it's never not cold there's a cold pool and a colder pool so depending on how I'm feeling I'll choose which one I'll go into I already know it's going to be really hard I don't know yeah. how long I'm manage in it I try to aim for two minutes if it's freezing I'll only do two if it's a bit little bit more tolerable mm-hmm. I'll do longer but I know walking inside in my head I'm like yeah it's gonna be cold it's gonna be cold it's gonna be cold it's because your expectation you know the ex you're like I know, I know it's gonna be cold it's, it's not the, yeah where if you were going into something it's like I I always well it kind of is similar to your brand I mind fuck myself I go I know it's gonna be like this but I know I'm gonna am I gonna feel better after it yes or am I gonna feel worse right so shut up come on it's like you're yeah, yeah. and it's weird because you're going on about like you know he he can only feel pleasure through pain and stuff like that and the, the ice bath is a perfect example it mm. is cold it's uncomfortable but after a minute or two it is enjoyable i will mm. i will say with people it is enjoyable not after you get out it does feel nice yeah. after 60 seconds or two minutes so i enjoy like discomfort because there's almost always a, a positive to come out of it like even if it's yes less, if it's not a positive outcome there's a lesson yeah. to learn. so is there really anything negative to come from mm-hmm. so, and like before like we wrap it up because I feel I could be here chatting to you for, yeah. for hours oh, <laughs> literally I know I'm like so get a cup of tea um <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self um go with your gut mm-hmm. I'd say just try everything because you never know what's around the corner and don't don't be a sheep I would say you will attract people that align with you by being 100% yourself and being authentic like if you're being this like fake person and I'm guilty of doing it in my teens where you're just trying to fit then you attract the wrong crew and then you start trouble and then you just end up having friends that are fake friends and like I'm sure everyone has gone through that but then you have Mm -hmm. to have this whole rediscovery period where you're like okay shit that's I'm completely being fake and then you've got to start a new friendship group and that's hard but like if you started a bit earlier it's easier like having people that you can look up to or ask advice to my uh a lot of my brothers and sisters are my role models even though they're younger than me like they would inspire me in different ways Mm -hmm. um having people that you can chat to that there's no judgment like they're you don't judge other people and you're your your 
true self and you're doing things you enjoy and not being fake that's exactly the type of people that you're going to attract and you'll have a very good like you'll have very good relationships mm. whether they're friendships or romantic relationships or whatever like go much earlier in life and yeah. that'll help you obviously when you're discovering who you are because we're still in the process and we're in our mm. 30s we yeah. might be completely different in our 50s. Yeah, I know. Hippies all together. I know. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. Like I said, I feel like I could be here for hours talking yeah. to you. Like I had loads of questions here, but I'm like, I, it's just an organic thing. I think I, that's yeah. why I love podcasts is just chatting, meeting new people. I love following your journey. And um, if anyone wants to follow you, Organic Contact, where can they find you? Um, I think Instagram is probably the best place. That's at Becca Gillen most of my things are there and yeah. my other pages um or and, and my email is there as well everything is there amazing thanks so much thank you so much for having me thanks so much for tuning in today on my second episode of empower with emma uh, it was just a breath of fresh air chatting to becca as i said i follow her on instagram I've never actually met her in person, but I just feel, you know, when you connect with people as well, it's just amazing what the internet can do. I loved her story, the power of vulnerability. She, I could keep chatting to her for hours, like I said, but you can follow her over on her socials as well. I hope you got some nuggets um, from that episode and you can follow my Spotify account, please, for Empower with Emma. Feel free to rate it, to like, subscribe, every little counts. And I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks so much.